Welcome back to It Was Murder, <laughs> the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. What a gentle intro. I'm conserving my energy because <laughs> because I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And we have the honor and privilege to discuss tonight's episode, The Latest in High Fashion Murder. <laughs> Wordy title. Very wordy title, but appropriately wordy title, in my opinion. Um, let's get into this. Joe, you start oh, the Minute shit. Maxes. Okay. Minute Max, in which we try to sum up the episode in under one minute. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to do it. In this episode, we get to listen to Half Penny, Two Penny by Sticks like 14 times to some <laughs> incredible fashion montages. But somebody's slashing the photos of the models and, and then also murdering them in real life. Who is it? We don't know. But one of the models is a really weird sister from the South who care who her model, the model sister cares for because she got in a bad car wreck and now she has a cane. And that's the only thing we saw from the person who murdered the first model in the episode was a cane. So it's a very big red herring, possibly. Oh, no, it's not a red herring because the sister of the model is actually the model and tries to <laughs> murder Jennifer. But Jonathan shows up at at an, a pre-event to the fashion show, <laughs> not at the fashion show itself, but she raises a knife up to kill Jennifer and then has a split personality meltdown and doesn't end up killing her. And then they all look like Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Very succinct. <laughs> I feel like I gloss over quite a bit. <laughs> Ellen. All right. Well, okay. Here we go. The latest in high fashion murder. So we start off in what looks like somebody's little house in the prairie grandma bedroom while sticks, uh, music blares. And <laughs> then, you know, something awesome is coming. That person with the granny bedroom has a shrine to a bunch of models and a letter opener or a dagger. And they use it to cut one of the photos in half. And so, you know, somebody's going to get killed. Uh, we uh, go to a fashion shoot that is amazing. And then we find out that Jennifer's a reporter and Alexi, the guy that runs some sort of fashion magazine, is a disgusting creep. Then Max and Jennifer and Jonathan go to a fashion party where people dance in cages and talk openly about cocaine, and it's amazing. Then one of the models gets killed, and then it's not amazing. Then um, the Hearts model for Alexis Magazine, and he watches Jennifer in the shower, and then blissfully uh, for us, he gets stabbed to death. Um, then Jennifer um, meets Scotty's sister, who is like Scotty, the sexy model, who is um, Holly Goodhead from Moonraker, but it's uh, like the pandemic version of her. It's her sister. Oh, no, it's just her. There's a split personality, and she tries to kill Jennifer uh, and almost falls off a balcony at the end. Mm -hmm. The pandemic version of her. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Michael Volbracht is there. Yes. Damn it. Nice job. <sighs> you got to way more of the highlights than I did. That was really good. That was very, very good. Um, mine's not necessarily going to be that good, but I'm going to try to do my best. That's all I can do. Don't acquiesce defeat before you begin. I'm going to lose. Stop uh, acquiescing. The latest in high fashion murder. Sherry Belafonte montage. Sherry Belafonte montage. Yes. Knife goes through <laughs> Sherry Belafonte. No, goes through another model's face. Uh, <laughs> photo shoot with models and a creepy guy with devil, must with devil eyebrows and a, <laughs> and a monster on his cane 
who is super, super creepy. Uh, Jennifer's also there. And so is Joey Pants taking pictures. And they then go to a party or bathroom or something. And then this (laughs) this girl gets murdered. Party bathroom. (laughs) Party bathroom. She gets murdered. The hearts are the most bummed that they have ever been about anybody being murdered in their presence after this model is murdered. Uh, Anyway, then there's the pretty model who has the homely sister with a, <laughs> with a thicker Southern accent than hers. And they're the same person. Um, but Michael Volbrecht is wearing ants pants. And yes. uh, there is a hilarious version of fame. What's ants pants? <laughs> you were the so ants. deep in your phone during the whole last part of this episode. The, the designer was wearing ant print pants. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> They're printed with large red ants. Yeah. What during the the rehearsal? Yeah. Oh. During the rehearsal for his fashion show. I saw Super most awesome. of that rehearsal. That's my one rewrite for the episode. Is why is this happening during the rehearsal? Why not during the actual show? It would have been a lot more dramatic. I thought. Because then they would have had to pay a bunch of extras. I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> they already blew the budget on all those fashion looks. Yeah. And a crane. I mean, they had some nice camera work in this episode. Yeah. For me, I like anything that sticks is in. So (laughs) right away, it's my favorite thing. I also want to point out that they actually used. um, So the woman that plays Scotty, the model with the uh, personality disorder. And she has that because she caused a car accident in which her sister was killed. And because of the guilt manifesting itself. She shares her personality with a version of her sister, the dead sister, and expresses the rage and the guilt by trying to kill models onto whom she is projecting her own image as Scotty. So she sees other models and Jennifer, all beautiful women, as an extension of herself, and she believes she deserves to be killed. And I learned all of that. Um, from Jonathan's conversation with the hot dog eating psychiatrist. <laughs> that is one of my, now one of my favorite scenes of all time is the psychiatrist eating hot dogs. Um, he, I mean, he does ask Jonathan when they meet, you know, like, is it okay? I'm going to eat while we talk, which I think is a normal thing to do. But then he does something that I totally identify with, which is you should always eat two hot dogs. Yes. <laughs> yes. One hot dog is not enough. No, that's not you a meal. You should always eat two hot dogs. <laughs> and the way that he just gets into those hot dogs is so great. And then he drops that bomb about the uh, dead sister and the guilt. And it is intense. That is some pretty incredible pathos for a villain for Heart to Heart. Because usually when we're, we always get to the point where we say, what is the motivation for this villain? It's always money. And in this case, it's not money. Yep. At all. Or love. Or love. Yeah. 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 Mm. But hers, well, she wanted to, no. Did did Peggy want to be with Jonathan? After she killed, yeah, she wanted. To, well, she wanted to be yeah. Jennifer. She be Jennifer, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is like part the the whole shopping thing. Part of it, I think, was like the affluence of her lifestyle a little bit. But this zero money, right? Unless yeah. I'm wrong, zero money yeah, motivation. No money. Is this the first? I guess. I mean, Peggy, sort of, but again, Peggy, think yes. I feel like we've mentioned this uh, this before that that there was there was at least one other episode that money the wasn't cop out. There's no Cop out. money involved. Okay. Yeah. Technically, man with jade eyes, there's not money involved. 
Oh, but that was it's indirectly in yeah. yeah. It's a religious statue. Night horrors there was. It was the gems, right? The jewels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Lois Childs, who plays Scotty, uh, the model that Jennifer is making the focus of her article about the modeling business, of course, was actually a super successful model in the 70s and in that bedroom where they've got the person has the psycho collage or whatever or the mm-hmm. up next kill collage. Um, <laughs> they actually have the article from, um, I don't know that she had more than one cover of Vogue, but she was on the cover for the issue that has um, a feature about Lois Childs and it's the spread that's confident beauty. And so she was on the cover of Vogue magazine in 1973. And she actually then of course went on to become one of the most awesome bond girls or Mm -hmm. bond women in Moonraker because Holly Goodhead (laughs) is one of the bond ladies that stays alive the entire movie, but is also like an active part of the movie. She's the CIA agent. And she's amazing. Holly Goodhead. Is she she's on the is she in Stepford Wives? <laughs> no. She's not the cool friend in Stepford Wives? No. <laughs> she looks like her. Um no, she's, she's in Broadcast News. Stuff. Yeah, she's in a lot of things. Mm. She's she had a good acting. She career. was so great. Those cheekbones should be everywhere. Oh yes. Except when she had to cry. <laughs> Ooh, that really brought me out of it. She I was an really crier. When Jonathan saves Jennifer at the end when she's about to stab Jennifer. And she says something kind of incoherent. It was something like, I deserve to die or your. Yeah, she then she projects herself onto Jennifer yeah. and says, I'm going to kill you, Scotty. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. leap jumps down off the balcony and tries to kill herself. But Jonathan grabs her. And that scene, that is really, really good. I was very moved by that scene for some reason her scream it just felt so real her scream and she was so terrified you know she's like probably coming back into herself from this uh trip that she's on like this i don't know what you would call it a psychotic meltdown or whatever you would call a that break a, yeah yeah psychotic break and she comes back into herself she and she's just scared she's just a scared person and that was so cool and then jennifer like tries to console her after she just tried to stab Jennifer. It's just more props to the hearts for more just being so great and cool to people yeah. who are, she, you know, they didn't beat the shit out of her. They tried to help her. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was it really was very great. reminiscent of Peggy's apprehension at the end of yeah, maybe totally. kill you. Like, uh, yeah. Including the Where dangling just, off, of, off of a collapse. cliff yeah. thing. But right. Then they pull her back up on the balcony and then she starts crying and it breaks the, it breaks the whole thing for me. It was like, she, I can't remember what she said, something to Jennifer that it it just, I don't know. It wasn't good. It was like a bad, a bad cry. I thought, I thought Lois did a great job in this episode, but I sort of love her. I feel like there's, there's a few other crossover people, you know, from the actual fashion industry in this episode. And I think everybody did a really good job. Mm -hmm. And I always love seeing uh, Joe, Joe Pantoliano, who I super love. I, he was really great in this. Uh, he was like, yeah, so cute. I love how he was playing it just slightly gay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just slightly gay, but <laughs> not, not hamming it up. I'm creative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I lay um, down and talk to people. I like, I constantly I have love my that. hands in my face at all times. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like flinging himself onto weird uh couch after weird 80s couch and he's the one who talks about cocaine yes <laughs> <laughs> did you know coke's bad for your teeth 
he <laughs> he also is very not into Alexi, which makes him a good guy. Because Alexi, right. the uh, devil eyebrow <laughs> dude with the monster oh, cane. where to begin? When he walked in on the shower, I was like, are mm-hmm. you kidding that, me? Gross. That scene is so long. It's too. so gross. Like the idea that you would go upstairs in that woman's house where she lives with her husband, basically follow her almost directly into the shower. With four and people then it's downstairs. Never, it's never a good sign when characters smell people's clothing or pillows <laughs> or or wigs or yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like anytime somebody is doing like the deep, creepy smell, mm-hmm. then, no, that person has to go. And, you know, I know people do that. And, you, it's, you know, smell is a powerful trigger and a mnemonic device and all the things. And it's very personal. But I just always want to come out of my skin when a character does that big someone's like oh no <laughs> it's invasive I suspected something about them but now i know yeah it's not he likes consensual he inhales her mary mecco looking caftan thing Ugh. and then um scotty mm-hmm. she stabs mm-hmm. him which is a kind of out of character sure trait for her. Unless she maybe thought it was Jennifer somehow or something. I don't know. Because she was after Jennifer then. Yeah, I think it was self-preservation. Mm-hmm. That scene was so good. Uh, the shoes in the closet walking out. To, I to, like I was like, yes, dressed to kill. Yes, this is so good. Totally. Scotty, as, as Mary, wears the ugliest shoes ever. <laughs> She's just got in that scene where Jennifer comes across... <laughs> her in the yard i'm sorry she is she is pandemic scotty she is work from home quarantine scotty like tall collar sweater like the comfortable pants but then she's rocking like just the newest pair of sperry topsiders and of course like for that moment in time for 1981 like Sperry Topsiders were the hit. Uh, so in some ways, it's both very cool, but it's also very weird because her outfit is like, and the big cool glasses, the glasses make her look like Cary Grant when he's old, which I super love. They're not quite Michael Caine's, but they're <laughs> very close. Mm-hmm. But her whole H to T situation there is something that I would describe as Sunday morning Papa-san. <laughs> yes. Oh. So... Pandemic Scotty is Sunday morning <laughs> Papa-san. So Fresh work from home. When, when we, I, I had a I had a moment where my brain kind of broke in this episode uh, after the or I guess during the psychiatrist hot, hot dog eater, <laughs> which Jonathan was so disgusted with him when he was eating those hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And you know what? But he said he was going to eat. I'm 100 percent with him because that guy talked with food in his mouth the Ugh. whole time, and it was Aww. grossing me out. I have that miso. Or whatever thing, where if mm. I have to, if I have to hear the spit in your mouth while you're talking to me, I'm gonna leave. Mm-hmm. You're disgusting. Like just go sit in the corner and eat, and then come back and talk to me. You mean you don't like seafood? <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too bad. The food and and drink pairing for this is so clearly hot dogs and wine. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I will partake. High fashion. Uh, as long as it's not hot dogs and conversation, I'm good. But that scene. He refers to her as, to her sister as Mary Scott. Is Scotty's mm-hmm. last name Scott? Is she Scotty Scott? Scotty that's Scott. her. That's so Scotty's her nickname. That's what I, I was. I was assuming that, but it's like Scotty Scott. 
Scotty Scott. <laughs> Mary Scott. <laughs> we never find out what her actual first name is. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. She's just credited as Scotty. Mm-hmm. Her sister Mary. Like when, Star Trek. When she shows up is just reminded me of all the times and all the movies I've seen when they try to make a beautiful, you know, celebrity, like <laughs> movie star girl mm-hmm. look plain by putting glasses on her. And it's just like and the frizzy hair. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell, tell she's still gorgeous. I know. <laughs> she's still like unbelievably attractive. Just if you were just styled right, a little have better. To break her cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I, Lois Childs. That's a tall order to uplify <laughs> Lois Childs. Yeah, right? no, exactly. She's like, I'm sorry. Like that's, there's just, no, there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. You should stop now. The mm. sister didn't have to be plain. Maybe she could have just, well, I don't know how else they would disguise her. There would need know. to be like silicone involved for. Yeah, there should have <laughs> burn, burn or something. Some sort of some sort of mask situation. Some sort of fritzy mask situation. In, yeah. Instead, they just made her Sunday morning Papa Son pandemic <laughs> Scotty yeah. with a Jerry Hall esque accent. Yes, mm-hmm. which was a great. I love that accent. Great take on that. Yeah, me too. I kept thinking of Andy McDowell. Oh, <laughs> um, you're. You're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I love this episode. <laughs> I, like the the episode begins with this montage of fashion oh, photographs god. of so Sherry good. Belafonte. So I was like, "Oh god." And that's that fucking stick song, which I think sounds like a joke, uh, but I understand that the oh, 80s was sticks. a was a time. Um I love sticks. Cool. <laughs> I used to like I liked Mr. Roboto <laughs> along never, with every other uh-uh. every other uh, five year old. But you're um, a dark horse. Yeah. <laughs> I love the mood of the song for the episode. I've never listened to It was to perfect. Really, it was but. perfect. But when I just the like knife that they use a real rock song by a real rock band. Yes. That was cool. That was a good that was a good call because they use a really shitty yeah. version of fame. <laughs> oh. Is that the crazy one? version of fame? Mm-hmm. That the girl singing? Yes. Okay. I was shazamming that like crazy over yeah, and over again and it fame. would not come up. Oh, is it? Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is a which is a great song. And it was that song was and- used beautifully in the end showdown when <laughs> Scotty is limping towards Jennifer with a knife in her hand and it's just the arpeggiating breakdown of that song. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is so great. Yeah. I love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> the use of music was really effective and, and they really went for it. You know, like they got the licensing paid for the usage of that stick song and they just milked the shit out of it. Like I love that yes. it was just blasting during the <laughs> fashion show rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Michael there. That's so cool. Um, that, that song to her with her leather glove pulling that dagger out in front mm-hmm. of those roses and pearls. On Giallo that. moment. Oh my God. That was so mm-hmm. gorgeous looking. It was so amazing. This, yeah, this episode borrowed so beautifully from the Giallo mm-hmm. genre, um, but also specifically mm-hmm. from the Eyes of Laura Mars, which was three years earlier than Ugh. this, which is one another one of my favorite How I love movies. The Eyes of Laura I Mars. instantly thought of so great. Uh, Brian De Palma. Yeah, Dress to Kill. Yeah, Dress to Kill. Yes. The first shot. Which came out just a year year before. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 
I thought that the first bedroom I thought was Jennifer's room for some reason. And all those photos I thought were her just like acoustic Pinterest board. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was Jennifer's room that we were. I thought we were going to dive into Jennifer's I was, fashion. I, I mean, it was like, oh, are we, is Peggy back? Like, yay, yeah. Peggy's back. <laughs> Another. I was like, what's Holly Hobby doing with a Vogue subscription? <laughs> Uh, but the yeah the the knife appearing suddenly to to slash through the mm-hmm. photo during I, during the guitar solo yeah yes. my 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 whole body was alight I that was, was just amazing. I was like fuck yes I've been waiting for this uh, mm. and then the the when the first model is murdered the the lighting the the framing everything about that was so great just Jennifer kind of just dead eye staring as she collapses in front of her. That was really funny. I thought just Jennifer stands there and watches her fall to the ground as if she's the murderer. She doesn't try to help her. You know, it's so funny. It's a stylistic choice that I approve of. I like it, but it's just, it doesn't really fit Jennifer's whole vibe. Let's talk about that party that they were at. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, please. The world's most casual go-go cage. The The couple undulating in the, in the cage. It's like, a guy wearing just on the cusp Miami Vice look, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the woman in one of three pink jumpsuits that appears in the episode. <laughs> but the dance they're doing together is not so. Um, <laughs> it's surprising that they would use use the theme song from Fame because that movie was new, fairly new at the time too, mm-hmm. like 1979, 1980, right? For yeah. Fame. Why oh. would they just use the real song? Um, probably money. I thought you were talking about David Bowie. Yeah. And it, it's also possible that uh, the the fame TV show probably tied up the rights to the original recording. Oh, I thought the TV show was much later. I don't think well, it not was. not much, like a I decade, was, but I thought it was... I thought it was almost simultaneous. I thought it was early 80s. The addition of a cage drunk with the, <laughs> with the dancing couple was marvelous. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> But I love it, and now every time I see <laughs> uh, Fame started in 1982. The, the TV show. The TV show started in 1982. So it was like right right after this episode around that time. So yeah, I'm sure that the rights for the original recording were exclusive to the TV show at that time. We're totally talking about something that you and I are the only people that care about. You know, which I appreciate. A lot of what we talk about is stuff that only we <laughs> care about. Uh, I think we're really honing in on it. <laughs> we, but like, we really pinpointed it. I, I just, I can't, I can't get over the cage. I can't get over the cage because cage dancers are naked. Uh, that's part of the thing about a cage dancer, or nearly naked, right. mm-hmm. and they're in a cage, like, so you that's can't why touch there's them. a cage. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So to have three people who are overdressed, I will say, <laughs> in this cage, yeah. two of whom are just doing the the goofiest dance, and one of whom is just drunk and staring and at them weird. creepily. Yeah. They just seemed like regular party goers. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't dancers in any sort of way no <laughs> it was just people wandered into that cage and then they shut the door behind them and it wasn't to like, me because it, it was not a go-go cage it was just like a, a prop like a, cage a or something i mean it looked like it was yeah it just looked like a, a from a, a jail set or something so i just took that to be something 
that they put there to show that it was like a photo studio or something. Like I thought it was just a, meant to be like a prop of some oh. kind. Yeah, I assume so. I mean, okay. not if, a go actual go go cage. <laughs> but it's it, <laughs> you're right because there's a blue screen in the background too. <laughs> I was thinking this was a high fashiony party, but no, you're right. It's at the just at his studio though. Yeah, Nate Volkman studio. Okay, uh, Michael Michael Volbrecht. Also, the nope. party. Nate. Oh, Nate, Nate, yeah, Nate, 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 Nate Volkman. Volkman. Yeah, Nate Volkman. Overlit the, this party once again. Overlit. <laughs> no shadows anywhere. It's a and photo you studio. Need, <laughs> you, need sh- you need shadows for fashion. <laughs> it's a, it's the necessary component of fashion. There were good shadows in the murder scene. Do you guys think that mm-hmm. Jennifer's fashion pants, her high fashion pants, would have gone really well with the shawl she was wearing when they yeah, were getting drinks? They, I, I imagine that they are from it's the same set, collection. Right? Yeah. yeah. I wish she had been wearing both of them together, though. I thought that would have been really that good. That would have been good. I wasn't super into her top that she wore. I wasn't super into those pants. The fit on those pants was was a bit unflattering. Yeah. I don't like the outfit at all. Kind of parachute, I not. kind of jazz pants, Just harem-y, slightly I do not harem-y. condone condone that outfit in any way. <laughs> I, I so think it, it was a letdown for me. For it could have if it, if the top was tighter and then she wore the shawl over it. I think that could have worked as a jumpsuity sort of cool thing. Uh, but without it, no, Jennifer, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for me. If you put a shawl over a sweater with metallic thread in it in Los Angeles to go to a fashion party, you shouldn't go to that fashion party. No, I would do like a tank top underneath that, and that would be cool. Flash a little skin under your like wavy shawl fabric. There's so many other way better looks that it's kind of disappointing that that's where they landed for Jennifer because she's usually such a fashion plate. For me, like the outfits that they put her and Jonathan in for the fashion shoot in their home or yeah. far superior although with such a mm-hmm. caftan kimono type focus that. but one of my favorite outfits in the episode well um scotty's wearing what might be my most favorite outfit during the fashion show at the hearts house which is a jumpsuit and she has a blue bomber jacket over it that has oh, yes. black insets on the shoulders and it is so good but yeah. i also like to me i guess scotty's looks were the best she when she comes out of the first fashion shoot at the start of the episode and she's wearing uh shorts with the bronze wraparound leather belt and a leopard print t-shirt mm-hmm. and knee-high socks it's <laughs> like oh that is so good <laughs> what did you think of jonathan's weird it boggled my mind it was a tuxedo but also a bathrobe that look was so much i got so excited because when i when i sort of i loved it actually when jennifer they were taking a photo and she was on his arm and i thought he was wearing a cape with this like Mm -hmm. a tuxedo jacket and i was like oh Mm -hmm. fuck yeah that's awesome and then i saw that it was belted just like a bathrobe like a tie it was i Mm -hmm. i liked i liked that i thought what jennifer was wearing in that scene was amazing i i love that i loved her her dominique the red yeah with the the ladder is it sequins on it yeah some kind that of was, embellishment down the back that was great but jonathan i think that that look on jonathan is just wrong for him like he's not that kind of fashion he's not bohemian wearer. like that so a kimono on him makes looks like a costume yeah 
Because that he's hair, not, like he's not <laughs> casual like that. They would have he's had to like, really do up, like they would have had to style his hair and and do something to make that make any sort of sense. But it just didn't. I mean, it's I sort of like the contrast of it, you know, with like a very buttoned up person wearing something like a a kimono or something that's a different silhouette. But mm-hmm. I feel like they've already established that Jonathan is that's not his jam. Mm-hmm. He's He's not into interesting <laughs> but silhouettes. But his, his by any means. first ensemble continued his now like tradition of Santa Claus style <laughs> fashion. Yeah, looks like, like skin tight, <laughs> bright uh, red sweater with, with the, the green, green neck star. <laughs> Weird. I sort of love that because it's riffing on Jennifer's Marimekko esque yeah. sort of captain. I, but I loved her captain. Yeah. 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 It just didn't look like fa- any sort of fashion at all. It was just like a, y- a guy, a rich guy going yachting or something. <laughs> was the look. On well, Christmas, on Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it, to me, it was weird that they would put him in any kind of outfit because the focus was supposed to be on accomplished women. So yeah. I thought that they would just do Jennifer up and Jonathan would just be the set dressing in his normal clothes. But yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't hate or, I mean, I love that kimono style thing that he wears but you're right eric like i don't necessarily love it on him but i feel like he pulls it off but i thought that there was just so much more opportunity for so many more outfits in this episode and they just don't go there Mm -hmm. um but that's okay i mean like the the party kind of cracks me up because it does sort of well, it seems kind of like dorky or like, do you remember that show Paper Dolls? It just has like that kind of vibe <laughs> and it is very brightly lit, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of like how um, just a party at somebody's studio is, yeah. right? If mm-hmm. Nate's just having people over for some snacks and drinks, like whatever. That actually, yeah. the do you remember the gallery space in Seattle? The Was it called The Loft or wait, no, the, the was factory? it called The Factory? Yeah, yeah, The Factory. That place was blindingly lit every time we Timothy went to Rice any Steak. sort of- any sort of party there there it was just like all lights on i guess that's true mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. it's i mean you're they're showing art so it's of course you have to show you have to have the lights on like right. you can't have a dimly lit <laughs> i never noticed that party. there i was always pretty drunk mm-hmm. when i went there <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't notice the the brightness of that gallery but that's a gallery yeah, art gallery true to me that's like a little Factory, bit more i can attest always very well lit which i think is probably good because the way you get in there is a super steep yes neck breaking <laughs> uh narrow stairway so yes have you been or seen the museum of museums at all um i haven't gone in of course nobody's going in now but, right um I've been to the building to look at Dylan Neuber's sculpture. Oh, uh, I don't know him. The guy who did Timothy Reisdyke, who did the factory is like a big part of that, I think, mm-hmm. or does a lot of stuff for the. Yeah. Mom. I think he's managing the museum and the factory is no more. They're out of that building. That was such a, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that spot. That was so fun. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I got a genuine laugh out of the, uh, pleasures of mature love book. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and mainly because Jennifer says it was a gift. Mm-hmm. And who would give that book as a gift to the hearts? <laughs> well, I was wondering if <laughs> that's um, a gift that somebody who smells people's clothes and pillows gives <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. That's, that's a very creepy gift. That's probably a gift from one of their many frenemies that wants to swing with them. Or it was a gag gift. Hearts like- are just <laughs> hearts are just always like Yeah. Fending off. Such such bait for the the swingers, the yeah. lifestyle. 
Just wrestling. Um, it's just wrestling. Know. Or maybe Harmless. it was a gift for Max. Um, what's that? What's in that book? I just like, what is the difference? I just, instantly just, just thought, Google the pleasures of mature love and see what comes up. <laughs> I instantly thought, I'm not doing oh, that. Pointy eyebrow guy. Put Thank that you, there. Though. Joe's young. Joe, you Google the pleasures <laughs> of mature love. Oh, I will. But I thought pointy eyebrow guy put that book there specifically so that she would see it so that she would be more interested in having sex with him. <laughs> I thought it was a whole plot. Uh, he, I mean, that, that guy, guy's a disgusting raper. It's so satisfying when he gets stabbed after the world's longest shower scene. It was really great. I, I Shower voyeurism scene. I was yeah. bummed that it was like so quickly they got rid of that red herring. Like, <laughs> But I was also very happy to see him die. <laughs> yeah. He was just meant to be a red herring. That I've him walking in on Jennifer taking a shower is I felt violated. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? What's going on?" Oh no! Like get stabbed. Yeah, get stabbed. Also, get stabbed a bunch. Like any time after that that he's not getting stabbed <laughs> and or suffering just pisses me off. Yeah, I would feel he so. He takes weird. the time to smell her clothes, and it's like get stabbed. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. After the photo shoot, Jonathan and Jennifer just kind of, uh, they just go about their business as if they're at home alone, which is really weird to me because the whole, the entire production of the, like all the photo people are still in their house. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer is just like, I'm going to go take a shower. And I would feel so weird. I mean, I guess it's different if you have an estate and you live in an estate mm-hmm. like they do. Like, Well, I think I would be like, well, no well, one's coming upstairs to my house. Like, <laughs> I would, no one's coming upstairs in my house. It's my house. Well, I would wait till yeah, they left. Yeah, but also, oh, I wouldn't because you got all the makeup on and it's weird. I, I would totally take a shower because your husband is down there getting the wine. Like they're they're ordering dinner. Mm-hmm. So it's from like Pompeii. they're just it's just a post work oh. thing. So they're ordering they a small pizza order from food and, pizza. and Jonathan, <laughs> <Pompeii>. <laughs> and well, Jonathan goes down to the wine cellar to get wine to go with dinner. So uh-huh. to me, that's that's a fairly normal thing to do. Okay, huh. like, those are people are all colleagues and they're just chilling. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. The the her taking a shower is not the problem. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I'm not no, trying to victim not. blame. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely would also lock the door if that guy, because that oh, guy, I would lock the door. He was I, like, but, yeah, he was creepy. I wouldn't. It's like, what? The, why the fuck would anybody be coming up in your house? I mean, Scotty goes to make coffee, but they're on the ground floor, and that's just the kitchen. And yeah, she and Jennifer have become close during the writing of the article. But it's just like. But in the amazing first pink jumpsuit that we see in the episode, that woman rips her hand out of that guy's um, grasp because she's reprimanding him for being such a creepy Mm -hmm. lech. And Jennifer witnesses that. Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning of him being like a shitty, Doesn't Lois say like she's letting him down easy? (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So gross. Uh, he also the first, what he says to Jennifer at the in the opening photo shoot is you have such lovely bones. Oh yeah. Ew. Yeah, I mean they they really set him up to be mm-hmm. the world's most obvious model killer or something. Yeah. But he wouldn't kill the models. You can't fuck dead models. I mean you can, but that you didn't can. seem like yeah, he don't, was don't going that, that way. <laughs> um but you know, it's like you're not going to kill your bread and butter. The models, he needs the models for the magazines. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I like when uh, Nate Volkman slash Joe Pentoliano basically says when they're asking, like, who would who would want to kill 
the world's creepiest, gross, disgusting shower warrior man with a cane. Um, and Joe Pensanato just basically says something to the effect of like, well, I think probably hundreds of people want to blow that guy's brains out yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, ooh, it's so vivid. That was really good. That was perfect. And he says it while he's lying <laughs> yeah. languidly across yet another amazing piece of 80s art furniture i'm glad we said we had some homosexual representation i guess i'm assuming this man is homosexual but he is such a pompous asshole the whole time basically jennifer's yes jennifer says you're the you're the los angeles version of i can't remember what name richard Richard avedon richard avedon right and he says, Richard Avedon is the New York version of me. I, I thought that was funny. I thought, oh, that I thought was it a, was tongue in cheek. Yeah, that was totally like a gay, know. like that's a that's something that a caddy gay dude would Exa- say. Yeah, it was. It was just, I liked it. I it thought it was like good. Or a little over caddy for me, I think. I, I like I like cattiness, but that's, it's again, it's like, that's the representation that we get. And he's this like, just pompous piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was fine. Mm, you guys I didn't liked read him, him that way I liked at all. I liked you him. liked him? I liked him yeah. funny. Really? Yeah, I didn't read Oof. him as a negative character at all. Oh, I was like, he's such a little squirmy little baby. I mean, he seemed like a little sleazy the way that the way that any like <laughs> yeah. the way that the characterization of a of a high fashion photographer can be in in the early 80s, but Yeah. He hated Alexi, so I was immediately on his side. Like Yeah. And he was kind of gay. Another thing I really loved about the episode was the first time we see all these models together and the whole set, they're all doing this photo shoot. Everybody's having a great time. It's this big montage with sticks playing. (laughs) So, you know, it's great. Uh, And everyone's having fun. Everyone's laughing. And then at the rehearsal at the end, when when it's all so discordant, everybody's having a horrible time. It's like everyone's in a bad having a bad attitude that one model was saying i got stuck with this dress oh sherry sherry Belmonte, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. and he's says something like you don't get stuck in one yeah, of my dresses. no one gets stuck in anything i desire you like you have the benefit of wearing it or something caddy but it's just like everyone has a shitty pissy attitude at the at in that and it adds to the discordant feeling of this murderer being on the loose, which I thought was pretty brilliant. I guess it's from watching so much Project Runway that just rang true to me that this that these <laughs> these models were all fighting over who gets to wear the red dress, and then this like she's pissed off that she has to wear the Carmen, um, the Mondrian Carmen the, thing. The crazy, yeah. yeah that, Ugh. She was right to complain. It was. It looks like a um, pinata. It looks like a shitty costume. Mm, the sleeves, it's not good. But his aunt's the pants. That, that I liked in that scene. Yeah, I liked his mm-hmm. aunt's pants. I liked that he's wearing like the rolled up sleeve, short sleeve, like white yep. camp he shirt. He looked great. And then the red tie tucked in. Like he was just very much on point for 1981 great. creative person. Yeah. And he's playing himself, which I super love. The outfit that I liked, and you didn't really get to look at it, was the patterned sort of tunic, maybe jumpsuit that the model that was standing out there when he they first uh, start the scene at, at the rehearsal and she's standing there and they're fitting her, I think, like on the runway for some reason, they're making some adjustments. Mm, I didn't even catch it. I, mm, I don't think I caught that either. I did really like the um, dress that the murderer was wearing. Scotty. 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 Uh, it's, I mean, but everything is just sequins and I'm not sure, maybe their sequins were having a moment in 1982 
82 or I think 81? that's I think that 81. was just for cinematic quality more than anything like just to, just to have the the sparkles with the knife and everything yeah like, everything was very sequiny and it was not not the haute couture that I thought it was well it's a way to make things seem TV expensive I think yeah. too mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you're not going to do furs you're going to do sequins yeah exactly i uh that that shot of the knife when she's like holding the knife and and she turns it just to catch the the glint of the light off of it yeah so good so, happy. so horror movie like yeah. the the camera there also the, there was a great uh crane shot in the theater in the palladium uh where mm-hmm. jennifer is taking pictures and the camera just just swoops up and i was like oh and you know to show scotty behind jennifer with the knife so good beautiful like i yeah. i was so happy watching this episode it was <laughs> the the <laughs> yeah the psychiatrist eating was the scene. <laughs> that, that scene also went on forever and i yeah. get it because it was an expo dump they had to tell you why everything was happening mm-hmm. um which was right. done well uh i actually mm-hmm. like i like in theory that he was eating because mm-hmm. that's a trick that's an old trick um to make things seem real is uh oh no I'm doing other things it's it's Aaron Sorkin's walk and talk thing mm-hmm. uh it's mm-hmm. the the eat and talk <laughs> uh eat and expo dump but uh this episode is great like I don't really have any flaws to speak of mm. um, it is one of my all time favorites mm. not quite number one but it's it's of course I love it Max's goofy outfit at the end was was delightful um. Mm-hmm. He, just, but just because of him, how he was playing that was really fun. The Fred Astaire thread I thought was pretty funny and uh, great. Freeway sneezing mm-hmm. was adorable because mm-hmm. Boba sneezes all the time when she's happy. Um, yeah, fuck. Uh, what do you say we pick your poke? Oh, I'm I'm starting. <laughs> yes. Fuck. I don't I don't have one. Honestly. <laughs> really? Yeah, I really don't. Um Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go with Max <laughs> in his outfit at the end. I thought he was like pretty stunning looking in that outfit. It's pretty great. It is he's so cute. The cane. The- yeah. <laughs> it's like a flesh-colored uh sports jacket <laughs> with a f- white fedora, giant sunglasses. The sunglasses are great. And a black button up underneath, but he looked great. And he was like, I'm going to be a model. <laughs> Basically, is what he says as he walks out the door. And they both tell him he looks very Fred Astaire. So I'm Max. I mean, Max is always a pretty snappy dresser. Yeah, he's good at, he's I good think, at these things. I think he proves time and time again that in particular, he really rocks a tux. Mm-hmm. He really does. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, it's Michael Volbrecht. It is for me as well. Uh, he was legit hot. Who is that? The, yeah. the designer. He's the designer, and he's an actual designer. That's yeah, why we just keep pants. saying his full name. <laughs> oh. Because yeah, he, he plays himself in the episode. And Nate. those ant pants look good Nate on Volkman. him. No, no, no. Not Nate. What? Nate Volkman. That's the photographer. That's the photographer. That's Michael, Michael Volbrecht was the designer of the clothes. At the rehearsal. Mm. He was also at the party. In the ant pants? Yeah. Not ringing a bell. I think I merged them in my head. <laughs> the photographer who was the, the guy who was pissy to Jennifer was Nate Volkman. Yes. That's the photographer. Yes. Not the designer. Mm-hmm. Correct. Oh, okay. I merged them in my head. Um, I feel crazy right now. <laughs> I have to rewatch this episode. I think oh, that's, is this the first time you guys have ever shared a poke? 
No, there was Tony. No, Tony, we've, Tony, I Tony. Think we've had we've had a few uh, a few crossover hits. <laughs> crossover hits. <laughs> yeah, Michael Vorbeck's his outfit was so good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he picked it himself, but he was a designer forever. I mean, he was designing in the 2000s. He was still with Bill Blass, I think. Mm. So it's really successful uh, career American designer. So it's pretty awesome that he's in there and that Lois Childs and Sherry Belafonte are there because they both were actual models. I'm guessing that the woman that Diane was also a model. Oh, um, she, yeah, I, I'm positive that she was, I thought she was great in the episode. She was, she was perfect. It's just all perfect, of the, perfect. all of the eyes of Laura Mars, uh, vibes oh, were, were just yeah. so pleasing. Yeah. And it's, it's totally influenced by, Giallo, but of course, by way of Dress to Kill. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Lies of Laura Mars. So it's just perfect, perfect to me. And Sticks, which I love. <laughs> the Sticks thing and I just Coke kept jokes, thinking. Which the, I love. Yeah. <laughs> the Sticks song was. <laughs> it's there's a moment of it where where there's just the the screaming. <laughs> The screaming in the background, <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. all be free or whatever. That I was just like, mm-hmm. this seems like a joke, and it's <laughs> it just reminded me of Phantom of the Paradise, <laughs> which is also a good thing. Yeah, there's uh, many things about that episode that can remind you of Phantom of the yeah, Paradise. It was just like it was like a beef show, <laughs> totally. And we got to see the Palladium in 1981, which yeah. is interesting. I've only been there one time for uh, Fever Ray. Hmm. Have you been there? I've still never been inside. It was cool. It's a cool place. I haven't been there since 1983. What? What'd you see in 1983? <laughs> I saw um, Romeo Void. I think Romeo oh. Void opened and ABC. Ooh. Fucking cool. That's awesome. Holy shit. That's the, a great show. Lo- Damn. Yeah. The Look of Love Tour. Oh. That's when I won that contest when I was a kid. (laughs) Yeah, I won a contest um, from KYYX, and so I got a trip to go see ABC. Oh, that's so fucking rad. That would have been like, yeah, (laughs) I I never would have lived that down as a child. (laughs) Wait, what year did you say? 1983. They didn't think (sighs) to um, put any limits, like age limits or requirements. I guess they didn't think a minor would enter or win, but I was definitely a minor. And uh, so the contest, it was to, it was like, what's make some artwork that is what you think the look of love is. And so I made um, a collage on a 45 of the look of love. And then I put it back in the sleeve. And then my dad drove me down like the last night, like the deadline (laughs) and put it through the mail slot and then i was listening um to the radio on my fm walkman mm-hmm. and they announced that i won oh that's and so, so great oh my God. <laughs> because they didn't set the limit on it i just went with my friend casey who was like two years older than me um and when we got there like the rep from the record company was clearly like kind of horrified or whatever <laughs> but it was like this asian american uh executive guy and they picked us up at the airport in a limo and then he just gave me um <laughs> 500 in cash 
and told us to take cabs everywhere. Oh my God. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Where'd you go yeah. other than the Palladium? I fucking went to record stores all over Hollywood mm, yeah. and Los Angeles. That's what I did. Did you go to Aaron's? Um, Amoeba? Was it Amoeba? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Um, but it was super fun. ABC was staying in our hotel and they were super nice. So they signed a bunch of stuff for us. And Oh my God. It was, it was really fun. That's the exact. Yeah, my parents, my parents kind of didn't care what I did. Okay. <laughs> and they would do things like drive me down at like 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday or something and put things through a meal slot. So That's awesome. awesome. I love it. It's That's the, so 80s. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of my Palladium story. My Palladium show was the day of I had forgotten that I signed up to go to the show and then really didn't want to go and was like, fuck, I guess I... I guess I'll still do this and then like begrudgingly went and then waited in line and then it was like mm, I'm gonna leave early <laughs> and then went home mm. it's like the exact opposite like, you're right that is opposite of my story <laughs> it um, was just like this I'm sorry that I don't remember who the opener was it was it, it's because it was a band that in my head was kind of in this same place which was kind of like a I might not like that band place um, so that's why I think it was like Translator or Romeo Boyd are the ones that are hanging mm. in my head. But ABC, of course, had an orchestra, like a small Ugh. or, you know, they had a string section and stuff. It was, my God. it was really cool. Like, that's the album that I would have most wanted to see them uh, live. And it was absolutely what I did. So, Romeo Void does yeah, that. The, uh, a Girl in Trouble, right? right? Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love that song. I so love Romeo much. Void. That's awesome. Yeah, I just can't. I can't get down with that. That's weird. That's weird. I would have. I would have thought that you would have liked Romeo Void. Yeah, I might like them now. I think about revisiting some of those bands. I think there were just so many bands that I was Seattle Woman of Color punk loving. band. Like, can't can't really fuck with that. Nineteen eighty two. Just sticks for Ellen. Yep, just sticks Ellen and ABC. Just loves sticks. That's all she's listening to is sticks and ABC. <laughs> So you were there two years after they filmed this episode. That is so were there cool. still sequins on the there ground? There was still blood everywhere. <laughs> Model blood. A little swatch of ant fabric. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a weird compression of time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would love this episode. Yeah. Of uh, course. Because it, it rings all of our collective bells. Yeah. Like, just so loudly. Uh, do we have anything before ratings? Yeah. Jonathan owes Max $18,000. $18,364.18. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy <laughs> to me. So remember, we talked about this earlier, like in an earlier episode. Yeah. About the the bets between Max and mm-hmm. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think it was this extreme. <laughs> That's like a that must be like a year's salary for Max at this point. No, no. one they pay him more than that. They they have to pay him more than that. And two, I don't, <laughs> I, I I don't get the impression that they pay him. I just think that he has access to their funds. Yeah, probably. He's when I like, think about I logistically think, think how this works, like I just imagine that he's like he he has the company card or whatever, or you know, because he lives there. He's, yeah. I th- I think they pay him because he's working and he's like, despite being the most interesting man in the world, I believe he's kind of an old fashioned dude. And I don't think Jonathan would allow that. It'd be different to me if the show was framed differently and he was their uncle or whatever. If he was a relative, then I could see that he would live there and just kind of help out. But for me, he's like a friend, you know, and 
a colleague over time of Jonathan's and Jonathan hires him to be his assistant. So when they have like flashback stuff uh, in the future, it's clear that Max is a friend and an employee. How much do you think he gets paid? I don't know. He probably gets paid a lot. In 19... Because he's, he's on call constantly. Yeah. In yeah. 1981... He's happy to be. I'm going to say 50 grand. 50? Hmm. Which would be, you know... Six figures today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that seems right. And he lives rent-free and room and board included. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was just a, a minor Rolls Royce, the exact same shot from Homemade Murder happened again very strangely the front of the rolls royce oh yeah with the heart house in the background mm-hmm. i think that's now just like a stock photo that yeah. or a stock shot that they have for for like we are at home at at the hearts at night and we own a rolls royce i'm this was such a pleasant break though from our rut of just i knew it was tours. coming i knew that yeah. i knew that i knew a hill was coming in this yeah. in this valley but uh very refreshing uh what a joy. Yeah. What a joy. It just felt so fun. Yeah. It feels lighthearted and there's lots of levity. The style, the stick song, the those collages, <laughs> the like um dressed to kill montages of slicing those portraits. It's so fun and lighthearted. It feels so good to be back in that state of mind rather than just the boring doldrums of God. They're away, just, getting away with murder. Oh, <laughs> oh! This show benefits from genre play. Like it, it always, yes. like when they when they dip into genre, whatever that genre may be, you know, even spy or uh, heist or whatever. Like all, it, it always benefits from that. Yeah. Well, should we do ratings? God, I'm so scared to do ratings. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because he's going to rate it to zero. Yeah, zero. <laughs> Because I fucking hated it. Surprise, surprise. Because <laughs> um, I think I know what you guys are going to rate it, and I'm not going to rate it that high. I think I'm going to do. F- don't don't worry about what yeah, we're going to no, rate it ever, Joe. Okay, I, I'm going to do a four point five uh, because it was very very good and f- super fun, and the pathos, like you just said, is spectacular in the episode, but. There were moments that sort of dragged a little bit and just I was thinking to solid gold murder mm-hmm. when the guy the plot happens during this black tie party <laughs> at the gym. Uh, and I was thinking to that during the, the climactic scene, how much better it would have been. It would have given it that sort of opera vibe of a theater, you know, everything's dark and there's, you know, the model just walks off stage and everybody knows what's up, something's going wrong, but nobody gets up to say anything. And and Jennifer's taking pictures on the balcony and everybody's seeing this model. It's just the, the drama of that could have been really good. I don't understand why they did a rehearsal for that scene. It felt really low stakes, sort of. I think there are two reasons. Yeah. Uh, one is that they seriously were like, we can't hire uh, 200 extras for, mm-hmm. for this episode we don't have that in the budget mm-hmm. um so we do it at the at the rehearsal second jennifer wouldn't be on her own taking pictures uh in that scene if if it was actually going on because the balcony would have been filled with people yeah. so she needs to be isolated in order for that to work for that mm-hmm. scene to work um 
And they could have figured it out with a group of people. Yeah. I, I also think it would have been great if there were a bunch of people there yeah. and then there could be like mayhem uh, yeah. mm-hmm. when a murder happens or something. But yeah, they had to have Jennifer be isolated. Or the, thinking, the setting is way more interesting than her being backstage. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. I mean, they were talking about Jennifer modeling, right? For a big portion. Oh, she did model, no, but it was that photo. That was the photo. Yeah. If Jennifer was in the show walking and then, uh, uh, fuck, what's her name? Scotty. Scotty. Scotty's walking by walking her. By her <laughs> limping she, by her. Yeah. And she starts her limp and she sees herself in Jennifer walking and then pulls a dagger on the runway. That would have been a really cool moment. <laughs> just, yeah, it, I, I agree, but it's it's just not. I, I think how it played out was. It was, was cool. It was well very done. cool. Also, I wanted to note that uh, Tom, Tommy, why can't I remember her name? Scotty. 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 God damn it. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> when Jonathan runs to the balcony and confronts Scotty. Mm-hmm. Uh, her the lighting on her when she turns around to look at Jonathan is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. It is such a good moment of the episode, and she is, you know, he's trying. To, he does the Peggy thing where he mm-hmm. pretends to play along with her breakdown, her psychotic meltdown, and it's just it's so good. But I would, I really would have, I wanted a full theater of people, a full Palladium mm-hmm. full of people. So I'm gonna do four point five. Okay. I'm sorry, Ellen. <laughs> I didn't write this episode. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. I'm not offended. I thought you wrote it while um, you were at the I, of course, it's a five for me. Yeah. I always appreciate Joe's layers. <laughs> right corner. Um, but I am absolutely fine with, with the way it goes down. For me, just to address that outside of my own rating, I feel like it, I think Eric's right. Like the budget is already being s- spent on actual models, and designers, music. and sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I think that there's an argument to be made for the consistent thread that Jennifer's writing a behind the scenes story on the business of modeling. Mm-hmm. If Scotty's modeling in the show, it's much harder for her to attempt to kill Jennifer. I feel like the lead up to it, when she comes in late and she's upset and says her sister came at her with a knife i love that scene like mm-hmm. it's just it's all good and of course i don't just love it because it's the precursor to the hot dog eating scene but <laughs> partly but yeah so for me it fits in with the glimpses of the fashion world that we've seen so far which is behind the scenes working scenes and then the party which is clearly just like industry folks in the studio so for me it's like kind of cooler to show um, what would actually be the natural progression, which is she would absolutely go and and take pictures and write about putting the show together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, so. agree, I agree that like the I love that they didn't do the thing where it's like Jennifer be a model. You're you're in the show oh, now. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like it was like no, she's busy. She's actually doing a job mm-hmm. for this entire like the entire episode. She's working. Um, I think that's so great. That's that is such cool. A, that's such a cool thing about this and about the character of Jennifer Hart in general mm-hmm. is she's not just the female prop to be put in any situation that females belong yeah. in. Mm-hmm. She's on the beat. Yeah. It's a five for me. Mm. It's 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 great. I, I really have no flaws with this episode. I, th- I thought it was great. The jokes landed for me. Um, yeah. 
everything that I've already said, just just listen back again, and <laughs> that's why it's a five for me. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's one of the best um, backstories for a murderer. I think that the tone is consistent. There's nothing Muppety. Yeah. Nope, it's you know, Muppet-free. It's just, I just feel like it it maintains a certain dark tone throughout, and it's also very glamorous. I can't believe you haven't mentioned that, Joe. I, know. I kept waiting and waiting. Where, where's the mm-hmm. glamour? But mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe it's because there was. Of course, a- when I was a kid, this is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Because if it's not a haunted house, it better be a fashion thing. <laughs> yeah, a fashion giallo. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, because I'm a weird kid. It better be a spooky fashion episode. Maybe because I, there was no dinner party. There was no. Yeah, there was no awkward dinner. <laughs> White tablecloth dinner, yeah. <laughs> there was an awkward meal. <laughs> yeah, there was. Yeah, it was yeah. a that was a very awkward meal. Lunch. The, Jonathan shoots him a look that is so funny to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, to me, it's like, look, he's doing you a favor, like seeing you between patients. Yeah, and he totally needs to get see it. two foot stat. <laughs> totally get it. I was. I also appreciated that he had two hot dogs. I was like. That's that's a meal. A hot one hot dog yeah, is something you eat on your dog, way to another meal. That's a snack. Yeah, like that, you, eat a, you eat a hot dog when you're going to dinner. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, it's like the small pizza. Yes, thank you. <laughs> one hot dog is bullshit. It's funny because you would usually use that. You would use that. Um, a person eating during a serious moment as to make paint them as the fool and the idiot who doesn't know anything but he spells out everything like a detective who can't use chopsticks exactly <laughs> anyone who's eating usually during a serious moment in an episode is usually the the fool who just doesn't know what they're doing and if he was total fat fucking then yes quack right? yeah because eating makes you just merely the act of eating makes you a buffoon yeah. totally Even yeah though everyone buffoon. eats all the time <laughs> But this, they kind of broke that mold with this because yeah. he totally knew what was going on and told Jonathan pretty yeah. much everything. Dr. Becker. Dr. Becker. Hardworking psychiatrist. Loves hot dogs. Who was, I can't remember the, who the actor is in Dress to Kill that is the analogous character, mm. but um, yeah. Ugh. But who does not eat hot dogs? <sighs> now I, I got to watch Dress to Kill. I got to watch Dress to Kill. And the eyes of Laura Mars, for that matter. Although I just watched the eyes of Laura Mars. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I w- might watch Eyes of Laura Mars too much. Yeah, I've, maybe I've, a little. Too I watched that a lot, That's and a you thing. know what? And every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Because I always end up being a little bit tricked. Like even though I know how it ends, I still get a little like, "Oh shit, that's right." It's so good. The poster for that film, and of course, it's the same as the album cover and yes. whatever. Uh, was so scary to me and persists in being so scary to me. Mm. Although I think it is amazing. It's, it's one of beautiful. my favorites. I just felt so scared. So, so scared of that image. Mm. It's so creepy and good. It's mm. great. What's our, what's our tally? Oh, 14. Oh, it's 14. Sorry, this episode is a 14.5 heart, heart attack. This is heart like attack. highest this heart is attack possible. The, <laughs> the most golden of heart attacks. Yeah. It's a golden heart attack. <laughs> When when cool. uh, Jennifer meets the sister, yes, Karen, mm-hmm. Mary, 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 pandemic, Ooh. Scotty. Jennifer is looking for somebody else at the Paramount Studio lot or whatever. She's looking for Scotty. She's looking for, She's Scotty. Looking for Scotty at her house. And then 
she just turns around and there's the sister lounging <laughs> sitting a, in a in a field. She's <laughs> at Scotty's she's at Scotty's house. Oh, okay. And Mary's in the backyard. Mm. Drinking iced tea. Yeah. It's it's confusing okay. for us because that is the Warner Brothers back lot. Uh and it's right. <laughs> it's like the, where the offices of of the yeah. Warner Brothers lot are. <laughs> it's very and it's, weird. It, it right, was... Jennifer's Jennifer's about to go to the Formosa and <laughs> get her my tie on or something. I did love when Pina when, when Mary introduces herself. Pina koalas. Or I guess when Jennifer introduces herself to Mary. <laughs> Mary goes, Scotty's told me so much about you. <laughs> like really draws right. out the She's accent. Like, so Jerry much. Hall on steroids. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jerry Hall. <laughs> that accent was really such a Jerry Hall oh, accent. Oh, I love so it. Funny. I thought she was so cute too. It just makes her so much more pitiful. There's a moment where Diane uh, is talking to Jennifer and she calls her Jen. And I love that moment hmm. too. Like just that little detail. Yeah, because they've gotten to know each other. It's awesome. Hmm. I like that yeah. too. That's fun. Well, uh, oh, uh, I wanted to bring this up since we did we did today, the day that we're recording this, uh, the Getting Away with Murder episode aired. Uh, and <laughs> we did ask people, if you like this episode, <laughs> uh, why? Like, let us know because- Oh, wow. Because oh, my God. And someone wrote, someone wrote to us, and it was a. This is a, I'm I <gasps> I don't know her name, uh, and I'm, so I'm, I'm going to respect that. For um, which episode? Getting away with murder, mm. the one that you rated a zero. <laughs> uh, I had to piece it together <laughs> so, yeah. how way was spelled in my head again. Our, our like, lowest what? rated episode ever, I think. Ooh. But um, so so this this woman writes, getting away with murder is definitely a love it or hate it episode. The good. Jennifer gets to be both funny and smart. She's running things. The detailed plot, multi-layered trickery from the Hart fam. This one is actually better or more clever when you dig a little bit, unlike some others. The bad, bad production values, fake ship, fake fireworks, fake backdrop that actually wobbles when the captain is thrown overboard. (laughs) Uh, And then nobody. What if the hearts went undercover for an entire episode? Heart to heart. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's also our our good friend Jenny's uh, third favorite episode of all time. What? Wow! Yeah. This is like is it because it's a wintergreen oil thing? Because <laughs> that is what I like. <laughs> that was a cool touch. I think who, it's who a, said that though. Someone from our Instagram, but uh, their name is not in their Instagram account, so I can't uh. say. Well, that's great. I love getting that feedback. Yeah, I love it. And if you guys, if you disagree with us or if you, or if you agree with us, share your thoughts because we love it. Yeah. Uh, and this, this person is MCH8892. <laughs> Thank you. It's MCH an actual yeah. person. Yeah. I don't know how to say that name. MCH8892. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Ellen, what are we doing next? What's up next week? Glad you asked. <laughs> next week. Well. Originally airing on May 12th, 1981, next week we'll be talking about Operation Murder. Jennifer, flying a kite in the park, falls and hits her head. She's hospitalized with a slight concussion. While in the hospital, she witnesses the murder of another patient and tries to convince Jonathan the strange crime is being covered up. However, no one believes her. (gasps) 
Oh shit! I love it. It's a what murder switcheroo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what murder? And also a, a an indictment of society not believing women. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jennifer must be getting so bored of people not believing anything she says. Yeah, definitely. And she's proven I right mean, every single time. Or close enough to right. Mm-hmm. Right? Downhill to death, anybody? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yep. yep. Cool. I'm I'm back in the groove, so I'm I'm excited for the next episode. Should we be yeah. excited for it? We're getting so close to the end of the season. <laughs> she ignored. I know it's really it's creeping up. We out. are that is We've got three more episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who's still listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram at it was murder pod and Twitter at it was murder pod. Uh, you can email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com. Um, send us your minute maxes. We love, love, love getting your minute maxes. Yeah. Um, Tell us what you think Jonathan meant when he said first mate. <laughs> Um, rate and review us at the Apple podcast app. I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying this. I'm just going to keep saying it. Rate and review us at the Apple iTunes yeah. podcast well, app. And we're getting close to the end of season two. So season three, right around the corner. Yeah. I think we've got, um, some treats in store. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing we're going to do another season recap episode. Absolutely. Um, a more so- organized one. <laughs> okay. oh that's cute that joe um, thinks that <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a shorter one yeah um yeah, that's cute that you think that <laughs> more <laughs> more fun to be had mm-hmm. um but it's kind of amazing to me that we are almost through the second season i'm gonna throw this out there uh, if you're listening and you have any questions for us uh, during the season two recap, we will answer them. So send them to the Instagram yeah. or our email, and we'll answer your questions within reason. <laughs> the more, the more erotic. Sorry, the better. The look, I know the look on my face is. <laughs> Ellen might answer some of them. <laughs> no, if there's anything, you, if no, there's no anything gonna you want to know for me, if there's anything you want to know about our relationships with Heart to Heart, or yeah. Or anything yeah. that you would like to ask, we might answer them. <laughs> do, you want our, do you want our home addresses and a list yeah, of our biggest uh, fears? My social security number yeah. <laughs> starts with a five. Our credit card numbers? We'll give you anything. <laughs> Just please rate us five stars. <laughs> well, our, you know, our friend Freeway uh, was very enamored of Max's fashion choices. Mm. And then he disappeared. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. But Max was off to do be a fashion model and Freeway. Be a model. Freeway was happy at home. Yeah. And I hope that he slept well. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, freeway.